Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It is Jesse Esporst, and uh, I'd like to welcome you to Love, Loss, and Redemption. Uh, I am so happy that you have all decided to uh, tune in and listen today. Um, can't tell you how, how happy I am with the results, uh, which I checked uh, and got the information here the other day. Uh, and after our first month, our first uh, four episodes, we have finished up with uh, over 900 total plays. Uh, so I know that uh, compared to uh, the big boys, that, that might seem like a relatively small number. Uh, but I can't tell you how appreciative I am, and, and I think the number is outstanding. Uh, you know, if I would have reached 100, had 100 listens, I think I would have been probably blown away. Uh, just because it's this is something that I've never done, and uh, it's all really been learning on the fly for me. So uh, I appreciate all of your patience and, and all of your love and support and, and all the kind things that you've, uh, that you've said uh, and emailed to me. Um, it's all been such a blessing. And uh, I can promise you, as long as you all continue to enjoy and listen and, and maybe get a little bit of advice on, uh, on you know, our comfort and knowing that you're not alone during your grieving process and uh, that things can and will eventually get better, uh, I'm going to continue to pour my heart and soul into this show every week and uh, and and give you my best. For the next uh, few weeks, at least, I'm going to change things up a little bit and spend a majority of the show on uh, on our two boys. Uh, it is because of them that I, I sit here today talking to all of you. Uh, they they were absolutely uh, my inspiration on on doing this. So uh, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about our uh, our oldest son, uh, Jesse Jr. And uh, I'm just going over some of the uh, the things that really stand out, some of the good times that we uh, we all shared together, and uh, and try and share those with you so you can get an understanding of what a great uh, great young man he was. So uh, to get things started off, I want to ask a question. You know. This is going to go out to all the guys out there. And, and guys, you know, uh, also uh, before the day today's show, I was looking at some numbers and roughly 90% of uh, our listeners are female. And uh, that, you know what, that's wonderful. I love that uh, that moms and, uh, you know, mothers, uh, mothers and daughters all get to listen to this. And I've greatly appreciated all of their input and feedback. And, uh, but I would love to see the number of, uh, of you guys out there, uh, start to listen and tune in. Um, you know, I know a lot of us and I was one of them. We, we tend to want to be, uh, the strong person in the family and, and, uh, and not let our guard down, but I can't tell you, uh, what a difference it made for me, especially, uh, you know, having, having time to, to let all that out, all the sadness, uh, I had a lot of anger built up. And uh, it, it stayed with me for for quite a while after uh, after we lost Jesse. So please, guys, uh, if you thought about listening in and you haven't, uh, give it give it a try. Maybe today, even if you don't have to listen to the first four, even if today is your first one, uh, give it a try. And uh, if you like it, you can go back. Uh, all the other episodes are are still uh, you're still still able to listen to them. So uh, let's see. I'd love to see that number grow, guys. But how many of you guys out there listening right now at some point didn't, when you were younger, didn't hope for for a little guy, for a little boy? You know, sure, we all hope and pray first and foremost that the baby comes out healthy. We pray that 
upon entering the world, he lets out that first healthy scream. <laughs> and then we count all ten little fingers and toes, and the nurse comes in and wraps them up in that little blanket and lays them on Mom's chest. So many of us want that little guy we can go out there and throw the ball with or go to a baseball game or football game with. A little guy we can go fishing with, camping, hiking with. A little guy that grandma can come over and say, you know what? Your daddy used to do the same thing at your age. Well, I was, I was one of those guys. I was, uh, I was so adamant that we were going to have a boy. You know, you're going to do whatever it took to have a boy. And comes to find out you have no say-so in that matter whatsoever. <laughs> but when you're young, you can do whatever, right? You can accomplish anything. And, uh, but we were lucky enough to have a healthy baby boy born on September 28th of, of 2000. And again, like I said, you, I say that date and, uh, and, uh, and you realize that that's, uh, that's only a couple days away. It's the Saturday. And, uh, that's why I've chosen to talk about him, uh, on today's episode. Uh, because for 16 years, nine, nine twenty eight was a day filled with, uh, with birthday cake and laughs and presents and, and family coming over to celebrate. Uh, but on March 7th of, of 2017, all of that changed and uh, it turned all of, our, all of our worlds upside down. But before that, 928 was, was the day that little Jesse came out and came out weighing 9 pounds and 9 ounces with a full head of dark brown hair. And it was at that very moment I knew no matter what that uh, our worlds, my world and our worlds would be complete. I was now a, a dad to a beautiful baby girl and a little boy that I could pal around with. And uh, we had the best of both worlds on our first two tries. We were both so blessed. Jesse grew up, uh, you know, just the way I'd kind of uh, dreamed and imagined and and even and even better, he even surpassed everything that I I had hoped for and, and dreamed of. He he loved playing sports of all kinds at a and at a very early age. He uh, he had a really laid back and, and funny personality. He loved being around people, and uh, he had a huge zest for life and, and the outdoors. Uh, all things that uh, that not only I enjoyed doing, but that uh, my dad enjoyed doing, and my sister enjoyed, and and Julie enjoyed. Uh, you know, he just, uh, he really enjoyed being with his family and, and, and uh, enjoying life. As he grew and got bigger and stronger, uh, I remember thinking, even at like five years old, remembering, my goodness, this, uh, this kid is fearless and he's willing to give anything a try. Yes, he was loving and, and laid back and funny and, and all those other wonderful things, but he was also uh, someone who was uh, very determined he was just uh he was willing to work hard uh and just give everything a shot whether it was playing baseball football hiking camping surfing uh he just was was very well rounded and and wanted to try everything and uh and i was and julie and i were were so for that anything he wanted to do we we let him try um i remember him going off to school for the first time and and i was actually really bummed out uh, you know, I'd come home, I had a job where I could, uh, come home early and, uh, and he and I would always be out there throwing the ball around or riding bikes or shooting baskets or, or doing something. And now, 
he was gone. He was uh, he was off at school, so it was like I had lost my little buddy. He was starting to grow up so fast. You know, you look back and and I I realized how much I enjoyed those moments too because at that age they're so innocent. Uh, you know, they're like little sponges and they they soak up everything you teach them and and they want to just keep learning more and more. So uh, so those are you know if if you're if you're a new parent and you're listening to this enjoy enjoy these uh, these early early years. They can be very difficult. They can be frustrating at times. And uh, I remember hearing, and you still hear it even today, uh, oh, you know, I'm so glad summer's over. These kids, kids can get out of my hair and go back to school. And, and uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I definitely had, uh, had summers and, and days like that where you were, you were ready for them all to go, go back to school. But that's fine. But just enjoy them. Just make sure you, uh, you make your family and your kids the top of your priority. Because one day, uh, one day they're not going to be here, guys. Whether it's they get married and move away or something unfortunate happens and uh, you don't get that, that time uh, to spend with them anymore. I've always been a dad of, uh, of nicknames. Uh, with four kids, uh, they've all got nicknames and, and some of them like their nicknames and, and some of them don't care for them too much and we've had to come up with others. But Jesse Jr.'s was very easy. Uh, when when Julie uh, would call us, uh, you know, we'd both say yes and both answer every time we heard the name. So came up with the name J-Dog. And uh, I remember later on thinking, uh, I wish I would have given the nickname to myself, actually. It ended up being a really cool nickname uh, that he eventually ended up kind of going by uh, from everybody. I was stuck with dad and you know what? That was all right. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing better being called than, than dad. As Jesse grew and went into middle school, he pretty much stayed the same. He was always happy. He still loved hanging out with his mom and dad and, and, and siblings. Uh, he had, he now had a younger brother and, and another sister, younger sister. And at that time, our, uh, our family was complete. By the time Jesse was, oh, I don't know, maybe nine or ten years old, some of the things that he had done and accomplished were were pretty amazing. Uh, and one of those was uh, we used to take a yearly trip to uh, Yosemite. And uh, one year when I, I want to say he was maybe eight or nine years old, uh, we were out uh, hiking around. And uh, he said, you know, Dad, why don't we, why don't we see if we can, uh, it was a trail called uh, the Trail of Verna Falls. And uh, I said, sure, yeah, we can go ahead and try that. It was fairly early in the morning, so we take off and uh, we fill up our our canteens and we pack our snacks and, and we head off to Vernal Falls. So we get there and uh, it's it's you know if you've been been to Vernal Falls, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. You it's, you sit up on top of this uh, this platform looking straight down uh, on Vernal Falls, which is a big waterfall, and, and the scenery is just beautiful. And you turn around and you look up, and there sits Nevada Falls, which is another, I don't know, mile and a half up. And it had already been 600 steps uh, to get to the top of Vernal Falls. And, uh, you know, it's called the Mist Trail. As you're going up, you're, you're getting soaked, and you have your poncho on, and, uh, and it is, it's definitely, definitely a hike. So we get up there, and 
we we grab our lunch and we take some pictures and give high fives and and all that you know all that manly guy stuff <laughs> uh, the girls couldn't have done it or ah uh, you know what mom couldn't have done this so we take pictures and we have our lunch and we crack some jokes and as we start to pack up uh i look at him and go hey you want to you want to go a little further you want to head back down and i pretty much already knew what his answer was going to be but i thought i'd give it a shot because deep down, I really didn't want to do it. And I didn't want to go anymore. I was, I was kind of tired, to be honest with you. You know what? His answer surprised me, though. He looks, at me, uh, looks up at me and he says, Hey, Dad, it's up to you. If you think you can make it, let's do it. In other words, he was telling me, Yeah, Dad, I'm only eight or nine years old, but there's no doubt I can do it. <laughs> and uh, like I said, you know what? He thought he could and... Uh, had I thought for a second that it was dangerous or he couldn't do it, I would I would have said, uh, you know what, maybe next year, buddy. But we kept going. And uh, we ended up making it uh, to Nevada Falls. Uh, to get there, it was, uh, the entire the entire hike was seven miles. It took us about seven hours. Uh, and that was with lunch and, and picture taking. And as I look back on that moment now, it was... You know, it was a. It was very exhilarating because I'd never done a hike like that before, and it was one of the one of the coolest things I had done up to that point in my life. It was uh, something that was very challenging and and something that uh, that uh, my boy and I were able to do uh, together. It's it's something I will definitely uh, always remember forever. As we headed back, uh, he was so excited to you know to get back to to camp and and tell mom and and grandma and grandpa that. Uh, that we had made the hike. He said, you know, we're going to have to show them pictures because they're not going to not going to believe it. But they believed it because mom was uh, was pretty upset. It was uh, it was dark when we got back and uh, we didn't have cell cell reception up there. So so she was pretty upset, but uh, she she cooled down rather quickly and uh, and enjoyed looking at the pictures and uh, enjoyed the storytelling and how we fought off bears and all that other stuff to get to the top. Right. We had to exaggerate it a little bit. Like, it wasn't hard enough, huh? I remember going to bed that night and thinking, you know what, man, he's going to sleep in tomorrow. He's going to be sore tomorrow. Tomorrow's probably just going to be a day of, of relaxation. And uh, I couldn't have been any... I couldn't have been more wrong. I remember getting up, and, and there he was already. Uh, looking up at, uh, at Yosemite Falls, which you could see from our campsite. Ready to explore and... and Enjoy the great outdoors some more. As he got uh, older, Jesse never lost that determination. In fact, it it grew, it grew. Uh, you know, he he had learned to set goals for himself, goals that would be challenging. And the summer before he would go uh, off to high school, uh, would be no different. He uh, he comes up to me and he says, "Hey, Dad, I want to play uh, play football." Mind you, he'd only played uh, two years of tackle football when he was like eight or nine years old. And I told him that that would be fine, but uh, it would make it really tough to make the varsity baseball team, which was another one of his goals. So that summer, uh, he trained and trained and trained. He trained like a madman. And uh, the football season started, and not only did he, he make the, the freshman team, but he was the freshman starting quarterback. And midway through the season, he was, uh, he was also brought up to play on the varsity team. He had worked hard and accomplished goal number one on his high school goal list. Number two was, was going to be a little tougher, or so I thought at the time. 
And that was to make the varsity baseball team, which rarely ever happened. Uh, but from the first day of tryouts, he, he looked like a natural out there. And not only that, but he looked like he belonged. He didn't look out of place. He didn't, he didn't even necessarily really look young compared to his, uh, his older teammates. And all those older teammates adored him. They treated him like uh, their little brother. And, and uh, during that season, he, uh, he earned so much of their respect he went on that year to become the team's starting shortstop and hit 330. Uh, he only made two errors the entire season. People were starting to take notice of this little freshman kid. The thing that made me so proud, though, was that he was never cocky. Never once. He worked hard, he respected his coaches and teammates, and, and he wasn't just given anything. And I really appreciated that and liked that about the coaches. Jesse had grown up with with me as his coach his, his entire life, and you know you you always hear of uh, daddy ball and favoritism, this, that, and the other, and that's something that I never did with Jesse. Uh, in fact, I I was usually harder on him, but still, it was nice. I remember it was nice sitting in the stands uh, and being able to really just relax and and watch him play and have a good time. Uh, it was something that I didn't get a chance to do while I was coaching as much because there's always so much going on. Uh, you know, you're not just can't just coach your own kids. You're you're coaching all uh, you know the other eleven or twelve kids that are on the team. So it was really nice uh, to sit back with uh, with Julie and Grandma and Grandpa and and watch him uh, watch him play. So uh, goal number two was was checked off. Uh, he'd had a great year, a great time, and uh, the school year was winding down. And uh, it was going to be time to get a little rest. Actually, I was really interested, too, to see how hard he would work now that he had accomplished his goals uh, for his freshman year. It would be interesting to see what he had up his sleeve for his sophomore year. That summer, we, uh, we joined uh, the Torrance Bay Ruth Baseball League. And uh, after that season was over, Jesse, along with 13 other boys, were, were chosen to be all-stars and represent our, uh, our city of Torrance. California. This uh, special group of boys were selected from four of the surrounding Torrance High Schools, and they'd all become great friends during all of their years of playing with and against each other. And after weeks of playing and qualifying, the team won regionals and qualified for the Babe Ruth World Series, uh, which was going to be held in Williston, North Dakota. There we would go up against teams from all over the United States. And in the end, we ended up playing against a team from New Jersey who had won it the year before. This year, however, would be a little different from the boys from, from New Jersey. And the Torrance team from California walked away with the World Series. And to put the cherry on top, J-Dog would be named most valuable player of the entire event. Unfortunately, that would be one of his last big accomplishments here on Earth, uh, God had planned uh, bigger and better things for him up in heaven. Roughly six months later, on March 7th of, of 2017, our, our boy was killed in a terrible and tragic car crash. And uh, I say crash, I, I don't use the word accident because I see things a little differently. Two men who were traveling at a very high rate of speed, some, some witnesses claim up to, to be 90 miles per hour, uh, ran a red light where Jesse and I were waiting to make a left-hand turn. The two had previously been in a, a small fender bender, and uh, one of the men involved tried to, to flee the scene. 
and unfortunately the other driver took off after him and less than a minute later uh, our worlds and the entire South Bay's world would be changed forever. Once the news of this hit social media and the local news channel, the entire South Bay was rocked. But the support and love that we would get would be absolutely amazing. A couple weeks later, we laid our beloved son, Jesse, Eric Espors, to rest. And as we did so, we did so with roughly 2,000 other people who had come to pay their final respect. How could a young boy draw a number like that? He was only 16 years old, I remember thinking. You know, 2,000, it's a big number. It's a big number to hear. But to actually look out and, and see that many people, that many young people, moms and dads and, and grandparents, and to know that they were all there to pay their respects and say goodbye to a very special young man is, is something that I will always remember. Um, you know, I, I remember meeting before the funeral and, and meeting with, with the people there and them asking, it was an outdoor funeral, uh, them asking roughly how many, how many chairs we would need. And I remember saying roughly 250 to 300 should be plenty. And uh, I remember uh, one of the ladies looking at me and said, you know, we've had an awful lot of phone calls about this and let's just put, put out 500 uh, to, be, to be safe. And as, uh, as that day approached and the, the morning of the funeral came, they had to, uh, had to put an awful lot more chairs out there because the flow of traffic into the cemetery was just unbelievable. And the reason that was, was because Jesse, he, he, was, he, was, he was a kid that had a, a heart of gold. You know, he would do just about anything for, for anybody. He was kind and, and respectful and caring. He loved both Julie and I and was never embarrassed to outwardly show it. He loved his sisters and, and he was his younger brother's very best friend and role model. He loved Jesus, and not only did he have dreams of one day becoming a Major League Baseball player, but also someone who would make a difference. And you know what? You did, buddy. You didn't get as long as you would have liked, or had, you know, as long as we would have all liked, but Julie and I are going to continue to try and help make that difference, no matter how small it is in your name. And as long... Uh, you know, and as long as I'm hopefully able to, to do this and live by his motto, which was stay humble, work hard, and praise God, I'm, I'm going to do my, my absolute best. So, uh, you know, that's, you can probably tell uh, the last part of this, uh, this show was, was difficult. And that's because, you know, it's, you do. Uh, I could have gone on for forever. That was that was actually the difficult part about doing this show is, you know, if you think of all the things, all the vacations, all the fun times and all the accomplishments, you could go on for for hours and uh trying to trying to pick out a handful and and get it put into uh, a half hour show. Uh it was actually very difficult uh, to do. Uh I had thought about even maybe doing a a second show uh about him doing two sh two shows on both the boys. But uh, 
like I said, hopefully uh, this show will will continue to go on strong and, and gain momentum, and uh, we can talk again another another day. But unfortunately, that's it for uh, today's episode, and uh, I want to thank you all all for listening in and and letting me share a glimpse into uh, into our son's life. Uh, you know, and I ask that if you can can all please do me a favor, and that's if you liked or enjoyed today's show, please please help share it. Please help uh, spread some of the love and and uh, and anything that you may have learned from today, and and let's try and spread this show and get more listeners. Let's let's continue to try and spread the positivity and love over the loss of our loved ones, and uh, and continue to celebrate them. Uh, today's episode can be heard on uh, these amazing platforms: uh, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Apple Podcast, Anchor, Radio Public Podcast and Overcast. Uh, you can also reach me at sports10productions at Yahoo. And you can uh, also please uh, check out uh, my new Facebook pages. Uh, I've created two of them. One is under Love, Loss, Grief, and Redemption. And uh, the other one is uh, Blessed and Grateful. After the show, I'm going to be posting uh, some pictures of, of Jesse. Uh, and some of the moments that I shared today uh, with all of you. So uh, please go and, and uh, to either one of those uh, those pages there on Facebook and, and check them out. Uh, please leave comments, uh, leave remarks, uh, let people know uh, that you enjoyed the show, that you uh, that you enjoyed the uh, the two pages, and share those as well. And again, uh, all of your comments are greatly appreciated. Uh, ways that uh, we can better the show. Uh, they're all welcomed. So uh, please, uh, I ask that you tune in next week as I talk about and introduce you to our second boy, uh, Cody, who just recently passed away uh, this year in July. I believe that this young boy's story will uh, inspire you and uh, actually blow you away. Uh, the things that that young young boy went through and overcame and conquered uh, for 16 years uh, was just absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, so please tune in next uh, next Thursday. Uh, have a great west rest of the week and uh, a better weekend. Stay safe, and I will talk to you all next week. Uh, I'm gonna also try and do add something a little different here at the end, and that is uh, I'm gonna try and add. A song uh, to the podcast. Uh, it's something that I haven't done before. Uh, I've tried to do a little research on it and uh, figure out the uh, the site here to where I can add it. So uh, I'm going to give that a shot. Uh, it is a song that uh, for any of you who have lost uh, a child, it will uh, it will really really hit home. It's a song from the play Hamilton. Uh, it's called The Unimaginable. And uh, I had just recently heard this song about three or four months ago. I'd never heard it before. And it is definitely a song that uh, that may bring bring tears. But the words, if you really listen to the words, they, uh, they are spot on. So uh, I'm going to try and get that on there for you guys. And uh, again, like I said, please... Uh, Please give me all your feedback uh, and your response. Please email me and, and uh, let me know what we can do to uh, 
to keep this show going and, and keep it fresh. And, uh, and uh, again, I just uh, thank you for, for all of your support, guys. Take care, and I will talk to you all again next Thursday. Goodbye.